0: Now, what are you watching? What are you guys watching? What are you watching? What are you watching, guys? What's this show? Is it new?
1: What is this show? What are you watching? What are
0: you watching?
1: What are you watching? <laughs> okay, that's it. That's enough screen time, people! Let's all take a ten minute break! No more TV. Turn it off now. Welcome to a holiday edition of Screen Time is Cancelled. I'm Erin. I'm Santa. Hi, Santa! Hi!
0: I mean, Hi! <laughs> Ho ho quick catch. <laughs> it was San- lapse of Christmas spirit.
1: <laughs> You're Santa Andy. Sandy. Sandy. Just...
0: No, that's just that's a normal name. <laughs> that's that's not clever. No. That's just the person's name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> ho 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 everyone.
1: <laughs> Sigh. Ah, so uh, how you go how you do?
0: Mm-hmm. So, so, oh, so much. So much. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, like, sometimes I'm like, eh, but today it's, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how you doing? Doing so good. <laughs> <laughs> doing so good. I'd feel really bad if we had, like, a Patreon or something, because then people would be paying for this.
1: <laughs> what, paying for us giggling?
0: Like, for this content. This oh. content.
1: <laughs> like, they like, is, this, is this worth my dollar a month? I'm going to
0: unsubscribe. <laughs>
1: Well, what if we had a Patreon in the future? Then this, your point will be moot. I
0: I hope that uh, by then we'll have adopted the more serious professional tone of professional broadcasters that we need to be. Broadcasters? Yeah, broadcasters. (laughs) You won't know about them yet. It's a new thing that's coming around the the pike. You haven't heard of it. Uh Clearly you haven't heard of it. Definitely. if If you're in the know in broadcasting like I am, broadcasting, accents on the second incorrectly you put the wrong
1: bosses on the syllable
0: <laughs> is that like the only part of that movie anyone yes. remembers or talks about other than our family because you made us watch it
1: <laughs> yes
0: that's that's from
1: up in the air up in
0: the air not view from the top that's a no it movie. is from
1: view in the top i'm sorry view view from the top yes up in the air is the george clooney movie i think
0: okay view, from, right. the view from the is top is the um gwyneth paltrow christina applegate Mike Myers. Yes, thank you.
1: I couldn't think of any of their names immediately. <laughs> Lost it all.
0: And it's your favorite movie, so I don't know why it's I remember not my favorite
1: movie. It's it's I don't know what to say about <laughs> it. It's a movie that happened. Yeah. It's not horrible. No,
0: no, it wasn't horrible.
1: It's laughable at times. It's got some pretty famous people in it. Let's just pretend Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't exist, though. <laughs> <laughs> she's it's somebody else that looks like her so. oh
0: see i thought you were saying like that that the movie was still played out but just like that
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no that would be hard because like, she's like somehow kind of the main character
0: her part wasn't was still like f- everything was filmed like she was there but there was just no one no so people were having like half a conversation or
1: i was just trying to point out i'm disappointed in her as a person and that we should oh, ignore yeah. that yes but 100 uh, percent that part but yeah i guess that fell flat you can't really <laughs> remove her from that movie <laughs>
0: I think other people could have done that part.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Totally. But I don't think she was as cray-cray back then. No. We just didn't know about it. That's true. She wasn't, you know, she was just thinking about selling vagina eggs instead of actually selling them for hundreds of dollars.
0: (laughs) She had to put a lot of thought into it.
1: Yeah, it took time, man.
0: So welcome to our first episode of our Gwyneth Paltrow in retrospect podcast, (laughs) where we're going to be going deep dive into Gwyneth Paltrow films. I can think of... No other ones, so
1: really, Royal Tenenbaum's. Oh, oh uh, and um, she she in Knives Out, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen that one. Uh, others,
0: uh, yeah, see, it's not easy they nope. good with the Paltrow movies, is Mm-mm.
1: it? But she's been in a lot, it's fine, she has definitely.
0: I keep anytime I think of her in a movie, I realize I'm actually thinking of Cameron Diaz. Oh, every time, <laughs> really,
1: yeah. Oh, I don't confuse them at all, okay. That's okay. Both blonde, white, tall. That's fair.
0: If yeah. you know of any other Gwyneth Paltrow movies, please <laughs> contact <tell> us. us.
1: <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> that just means we should probably start the podcast now.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's fair.
1: So in this very special holiday episode of Screen Time is Cancelled, we watched a show that I literally had never heard of and didn't know existed until last night when Andrew said, hey, we're going to watch this. Really? Really? Yes. You've never heard of this? Nope. Oh, so it's a Motown. No, it's Motown Magic. Yes, um, which seems to be a animated series on Netflix.
0: Yeah, it's an animated show on Netflix. Um, I think set in Detroit.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't that really would make sense. know.
0: Like, it's not really clear where it's specifically set. Although it, I guess they do keep it, referring to it as Motown. Yeah, so. they
1: they say they're in Motown and there's a ton of Motown music used. So I would assume you're correct about that.
0: Yeah, I guess then then it would be very obviously in Detroit. I don't know why I was trying to like hedge my bets there in case it wasn't. It's very obviously in Detroit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, about a kid who seems to have a magic wand. That A magic
1: microphone wand, right?
0: Well, when I think of magic microphones, I think of those things that you used to like talk into when you were a kid and just had like a spring in it and made your voice slightly louder.
1: All oh, right. I think those <gasps>
0: might have been even called magic microphones. I
1: forgot about those. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's what I think of. And his thing was much cooler than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. How about this? A magical microphone.
0: There we go. Yes, some kind better? of magical device that when he sings the Jackson Five at it opens a portal to the Motown dimension.
1: I just whispered the word "pedant," and I'm guessing you didn't hear me. <laughs> I didn't.
0: I. It wouldn't be the introduction of our show if I didn't get to mansplain something to you. <laughs> In this week, it's child microphone toys. <laughs> the stakes could not be any higher. Uh-uh. Little boy's name is Ben. He's got some kind of magic microphone device that does Motown music stuff. And each episode seems to be focused around a Motown song.
1: Like well, the microphone doesn't do Motown music stuff. It opens a portal to like a second dimension that has robots and a talking car. Yeah, that do stuff. I didn't really what understand do, what that other than sing.
0: I didn't understand the purpose of that second dimension at all.
1: I'm guessing it would make more or possibly less sense if we watched the very first episode, but we didn't. We watched the middle of both seasons.
0: (laughs) Well, because they were about Christmas. Yes. (laughs) I I still maintain that a children's show should be able to be watched out of sequence. Yeah, that's true. Especially now. Especially now. A kid should be able to just jump down and any one of the... Like, a show like Paw Patrol is very obvious what's going on in that show, and you understand the premise
1: but here's the thing. I would bet 8 or 9 out of 10 children would not demand any context. They wouldn't say no. what's this robot thing? <laughs> oh that they would say that's cool there's a robot and that's about it. So it's really just us. We are not their audience. We know this.
0: I just I want them to explain robots to me. <laughs> like if you're going to put a robot on screen, where did it come from? Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a lot of questions and a lot of questions about AI and, and mobility and what is it made out of that I want to have answers to. So yeah, we watched two episodes, um, one from each uh, of its two seasons, and they, because they were both the Christmas episodes, and it's Christmas time is here, so that's what we decided to do. I don't have a good segue in, <laughs> into talking about what happened.
1: This show already has the best theme song of all of the songs <laughs> that we've heard thus far. And Andrew is laughing because the theme song is just ABC by the Jackson 5, which is one of the best songs of all time. Yeah. Fight me on that one if you disagree. Uh, or don't, because you should just agree. <laughs> anyway, so obviously that helps. But I mean, to be fair, it's not the original recording. It seems to be... have be sung by the kid who plays ben yes and some family members which is cool and he does a really good job he has he has a voice that's fairly similar to young michael jackson which was pretty cool to hear
0: zachary james and the motown magic cast are who are singing that uh theme song yeah so yeah i've
1: never heard of zachary james before
0: neither have i he does not have a link to a wikipedia page from here so uh
1: well he has a fantastic voice so that's kind of impressive
0: yeah everyone in the show had a really good voice
1: yeah and then in the opening as well it's it's kind of like a um it actually reminded me a little bit of the hey arnold opening because it like zooms in through the window and then zooms around the city sort of deal except this also takes you into the alternate (laughs) motown dimension or whatever um but the in the motown dimension there's an anthropomorphic car is that the right way to use that word
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's the way I would have used it. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, Anthropomorphic car, anyway, with its headlights are massive eyeballs instead of headlights. And it reminded me of something. And I'm curious if anything came to mind for you. Um, The taxi
0: cab from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. The headlights as eyes is interesting. I remember hearing... And by hearing, I mean reading, and by remember, I mean like vaguely remember bits and pieces. <laughs> this
1: story is already of someone that.
0: else relaying this on Reddit, so it's already five steps, you know, distance from real fact. But when they were making the Cars movies, they didn't, they expect, intentionally did not want to do the headlights as eyes things. They wanted to look different than any other cars at the time. Because
1: otherwise, how could they use the flashing headlights joke?
0: Yep, there's that. Yeah, of uh, Mia and Tia flashing their high beams mm-hmm. at at Lightning McQueen there at the beginning, but also just like they think they they wanted that difference and they liked that they could do a lot more expressive stuff when they used the whole windscreen as right. the eyes and then use the uh, the mouth as the
1: I would be interested to see the, like, concept drawings of the cars and where the different places they tried to place (laughs) the eyes before they settled on the windscreen in that way. Like, oh, maybe we try the side mirrors or whatever.
0: What if we just do, like, two antennas off the (laughs) side?
1: Like, they're aliens or something.
0: The side mirrors. That would be weird.
1: (laughs) Really wide set eyes. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm really curious now if there's any of those that you can find. The animation style in this show is kind of interesting, too. I feel like in spots, it's good mm-hmm. and believable and, I don't know, okay to watch. And then in other spots, like, there were a couple times where they did a, a kind of a close-up shot of the little girl, the little sister. Um, and, and her eyes reminded me of the, the rat thing from Ice Age. Oh. <laughs> like, like they were all like bulging and cockeyed. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> there were I had similar moments with
0: the robotic butterfly woman. Skyrider. Skyrider, sure. Uh, where like she does they do that thing with animation where when she talks, like her face stretches.
1: Yeah, more of their face than action like a, an actual human face moves when they speak. If that makes sense, like it, it
0: almost looks like if I put my hands on your face and tried to like squeeze your <laughs> face to make your mouth open, it was just like, "Hey, dear, how are you? it's <laughs> squeezing? You know what I'm talking about?" Yeah, right? like
1: when when you speak, you know, your the the cheeks right around your mouth move, and and maybe your nose moves a tiny bit, and your eyes might move, but this has. Like your cheekbones moving and your forehead moving and your like your entire face squinches in some way. Yeah. Which is very unrealistic. I don't know. Is, is
0: very weird. And Skyrider looked weird enough that adding that kind of face movement and face squishiness made the whole thing even weirder for me. She she was the most uncanny, weird looking thing in the show.
1: I guess I didn't stare at her that closely to notice, but I definitely noticed it the couple times they zoomed in on the little girl.
0: A little little sister, I was disappointed in because of all of the actors, she was the one that sounded the most like an adult woman doing a very oh weird, really like especially because she was doing like the 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 a lot of W's. This it, is it, my
1: baby voice. Yeah,
0: exactly. She was doing the this is my baby voice. Yeah, swapping out putting a lot of W's into
1: I'm Webby
0: kind of stuff. Like it was just yeah. very. I, I hate that I just did that, but. <laughs>
1: Our audience loved it.
0: That is definitely not true. (laughs) That, her voice, more than almost any other show we've watched, sounded the most like an adult doing a child's voice.
1: Yeah. The show opens, and I'm already happy, because despite being occasionally creepy, the little girl has decided to make a snow robot instead of a snowman, which is fantastic. And... There's already Stevie Wonder playing in the background. Within
0: like two seconds. And that piano from I Wish is playing throughout almost the entire episode.
1: It's fantastic. I love that song. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Uh, I love Stevie Wonder. So yeah, sold anyway, based on that alone. Um, And then you have, uh, you know, the little girl and her dad finish building the snow robot and go inside and their uncle rod comes over to help put up the christmas lights and he's got these cool like christopher lloyd from back to the future esque scientific doc brown goggles on on his head essentially
0: so you know that he's an inventor and scientist man yeah.
1: But they're they're cooler than that. They're kind of cyberpunk Doc Brown goggles. I think we because we just
0: watched Jingle Jangle. and yeah. even that yeah. they just refer to them as inventor goggles.
1: Yes, you're right. And no, the ones in Jingle Jangle were cooler than that.
0: I well, she say. had a purple strap
1: on hers. Right. Well, yeah. um But anyway, so that was cool. He he seems like a cool character. I think mm. he he might have been my favorite <laughs> out of the the whole thing. He was so excited about everything. He was. He was really thrilled, and he loved to put out.
0: Below the circuits for the entire neighborhood. Yes.
1: Thank you. So we open on the family getting ready for Christmas and, and they've all kind of just gathered in the living room and Ben, the little boy, realizes that he's forgotten to get grandma a Christmas present. So he asks grandma, you know, what do you want for Christmas this year? And don't say socks. Why do people just get their grandparents socks all the time? Is that, is that a thing?
0: Old people have cold feet and also can't afford socks is what I'm reading out of this. Yeah. I mean, uh, I,
1: I guess you do, now that I think about it, like you do end up getting older people a lot of self-care items, right? Like sweaters and blankets and slippers and...
0: Why aren't there more toys for old people that you can buy them for Christmas?
1: What would you buy for a toy?
0: Like The best thing I think of is like a drone or like a thing that has like is, is the opposite of a self-care item. It has no practical use. It doesn't help you in any way. It's just a fun or enjoyable thing to use that you
1: can do sitting down. That's an interesting idea. I I feel like our generation and the generation maybe right before us would enjoy that, but my parents' generation and our grandparents, I feel like there's there's too much fear in technology.
0: Yeah, it's so less interesting. So you're saying that, like, your are I'm sorry, mom... I brought this down. No, no, it's, it's... But, like, your mom even wouldn't want, like, what is the... What's the elderly equivalent of a Polly Pocket? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just something that's... I mean, I, I don't know if I'd play with dolls at this point in my life, and, and I still totally love Polly Pockets. So, I don't, I
0: don't... How do we get old people to play with things? <laughs> I don't know. That way we can buy them poly Pockets instead of, like, here's a photo of a thing. Right. Or, like, here's yeah, a Yeah, all they want is
1: grandparents' photos and stuff to do and self-care. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess that's fine, right? Once you reach a certain age, you have all the crap you could ever want. Uh, and, I think, and then some.
0: I think we've done a good job in the last, like, 10, 20 years normalizing the idea of adults having toys. Yeah. And not, necess- not necessarily, like nerf guns and legos but just like all right legos those are fine too though but but yeah things that they they enjoy that have no practical or adult value
1: yeah absolutely whether
0: it's video games or you know some of the collection of things or tinkering with something you know just something to that's a hobby that isn't like a a practical hobby that that has a useful end result but it's not there for elderly people yet that i can that i can figure out
1: I used to work for a a web design agency Mm -hmm. and we were in the building of a college renting out office space and across the hall was a uh, corporate real estate agency or something. And I remember um, bringing food over to them pretty often because we always had extra whatever. And one of the architects or architect's assistants i honestly don't even know what his job was but in his office he he was maybe like late 20s or early to mid 30s he had a table probably like a i don't know six or six six or eight foot square table covered in legos that he would just build towers and buildings out of see that's awesome yeah i didn't i didn't question that no I don't what? know if it's just because architecture firm or, what, or uh, you know, real estate sort of stuff, like houses, it made sense. But I didn't question it because that's cool and I want one. Right? Like, that's <laughs> it. Like, just
0: normalize that. Yeah. Like, go buy go buy Legos for your grandma or go buy your grandma a Rubik's Cube or something. Just something with no practical value They're Just that's fun to tinker and play around with.
1: I feel like dexterity is an issue at that point, but... I, I, mean, I get what rush. you're saying.
0: They're not doing speed cube. <laughs> that,
1: that's true, I guess.
0: I actually had a question from this point in the episode, because it all revolves around Ben trying to get the right gift for his grandma. Did did you get gifts for your grandparents or your family at that age or whatever age you supposed to be? I feel like 8, 10? Like actual gifts that you would have like gone out to get? No.
1: I, I, My mom would have said, you know, do you have any ideas? What do you want to get? This person and then she would get it for me. Oh, I might right. have to like wrap it or something. I guess it depends on how old those kids are supposed to be.
0: I I picked him as like eight to ten years old.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, granted, I have no idea how sheltered I actually was. So it's very possible that I should have, but my parents did not expect me to go out and buy gifts at that point. They, they gave, gave me input, but I didn't buy them.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. I don't remember buying, like occasionally we'd be at a store buying gifts for someone else and I might see like, oh, dad, can we buy that for mom for Christmas? Right. But there was never this idea. And granted, I didn't live in a city, so I not like I could have gone down to a store myself to buy things. Right. Which these kids clearly do live in a city, so maybe that's what makes it different. Anyways, they don't want to give grandma socks, is, is where <laughs> where we were at with this. And Ben wants to get her something special. And so he he sits down next to her on the piano bench, and they start looking through her photo album. And they see pictures of her when she was probably his same age, you know, 8 to 10 years old, decorating a Christmas tree. And I like that she actually had the exact same glasses. Yes. And she starts talking about some ornament that she remembered when she was a kid that... Was magical and had like, what do they say? It had the magic of the world inside of it. It looked like it did, yeah. Yeah, it looked like it had the magic of the world inside. It. And and they showed it on screen. And it's a cool looking ornament. Mm. It's like a glass it's like ball. a globe with
1: a star inside.
0: Yeah, like a big three-dimensional star, like yeah. 20 points on it or something. Right. Really cool. And then she says that she can't find it anymore and she lost it at some point. And Ben gets the idea that he wants to get that ornament for her for Christmas.
1: Well, no. Ben gets the idea that Somehow she left it in the third Motown dimension. Yeah, that's where she lost this ornament, and so he's gonna go get it for her, and just like leaves (laughs) because she they actually make a point where she's like, "Hey, where'd he
0: go?" (laughs) And this is where I I really wondered like, would a kid sitting down because he he gets up, he grabs a a photo, he grabs one of the photos of the photo album. Runs to what looked like an abandoned lot or, you know, just like a a space in between two buildings where there is a mural of some robots and a car. Takes out a magic microphone, says ABC easy as one, two, three, and then slips into a portal to another dimension. And I like without understanding the mechanics of the show, what is going on right now? (laughs) What is happening?
1: Previously, there was a little boy beginning to, you know, prep christmas celebration with his family and now all of a sudden <laughs> he's in like he's in a world that looks like it's out of a 90s
0: computer generated like demo reel yep. like there's just roads that go from or come from and go nowhere but are really bendy and windy there's a car that's bouncing up and down and singing there's a robotic butterfly woman that's flying around there's a christmas tree made out of triangles
1: and a random robot guy that when he speaks, it sounds like a record's being scratched.
0: Yep. So he's in there and he starts talking to them about this thing that he's trying to find for his grandma. And he shows them a picture of his grandma when she was little. And he makes this connection that grandma either had been to the Motown dimension before or had created the Motown
1: dimension. Well, the the Skyrider woman, the flying butterfly, recognizes the woman in the picture. And that's how he figures it out, I think.
0: Right, yeah, and and refers to her as Little Ruby instead of Grandma Ruby. And she, they're celebrating or setting up for Christmas decorations, but they don't really understand what Christmas is or does. Yeah. They just set up the decorations and put the same presents under the tree that they have for all time.
1: And they never open them.
0: They never open them because then they wouldn't have presents to open next year, which, I mean... Just buy more presents, but okay, fine, whatever. It's, you know, Motown robots, that's fine.
1: Did you notice that two things? The ro- one, the robots don't know how to say words. No, they don't. Despite being robots, the Christmas, Christmas. Like, <laughs>
0: Christmasy,
1: yeah, like why is she having trouble pronouncing Christmasy? Especially if she's been around since Ruby was little, and also she kept calling him like Benny Boo and Benny Bun. Yeah. Why the cutesy names? It was a really weird. Every time
0: Benny went into the Christmas or the Motown dimension in this show, it was weird. And the show went from like a pretty understandable show about a kid in a family dealing with kid things to a weird alternate reality fever dream. And I don't understand what was going on in any of it. But anyways, but Skyrider has the ornament. I guess it was in one of the presents they never opened.
1: And she assumes it's broken because it hasn't lit up as if the magic was inside for a long time.
0: And the way to fix that is just by singing Stevie Wonder. And then it lights up.
1: <laughs> I'm assuming it's stinging and singing in general, but yeah.
0: Yeah. You sing and then it starts lighting up. And then they go home.
1: And make Grandma sing for her supper, or in this case, her present.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: And then show it off to her. And they put it on the tree. Why... Do all cartoon trees have this beautiful, perfectly shaped pointy treetops? In real life, you have to, like, struggle with that weirdo long piece at the top of the fake tree. And, like, do you bend it in half and try to shove your star on top of it? Or do you, like, have your star really awkward in the air and, like, leaning a little bit? Or
0: I've never once it's not had, a, like, a good experience trying to put the star on the top of the tree.
1: Yeah, like, it's never on there straight up. I... It's infuriating to watch that be so simple in cartoons. <laughs> you,
0: want, you want to live in that world. I
1: want to live in that world. Well, especially the fake
0: trees. Why are the fake trees so bad at putting the tree toppers on top? Right. Like, how have we not invented some kind of standard tree topper connection system? Right. Where you've just got like a base that you could either put on a regular tree or have on a fake tree, and then all the tree toppers just lock into that base. Right. You know what? Let's edit all of that out because I'm about to make us millionaires. (laughs) At this point, also, we see that the robot butterfly is in the real world because she helps deliver this Christmas ornament to grandma after she sings for the gift.
1: Yeah, I get the feeling she's a bit like Santa. Like maybe she doesn't ever get visibly seen by people that aren't the kids because you notice she's hiding outside of the door at first and then when we do see her... Once Grandma gets her present and everything, everybody comes outside for fireworks or something. And Rudy's
0: got some sort of like firework cannon. Firework cannon.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah. And Skywriter's drawing a Christmas tree in the sky. So she's like way up in the sky.
0: So one of the things I noticed is that they didn't mention Santa at all in this episode.
1: No. And it's one of the few. They barely mentioned it in the next episode, even though they kind of like mock, not mocked him, but.
0: Yeah, you know, they had like a, a one quick scene that referenced Santa, but after the, other than that, there's no talk of Santa in this show. Yeah, for a sh- for two episodes about Christmas, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: And, and the other thing I noticed is, I never really put together how "I Wish" is a very sad song. It's all about that kind of like sad, aching nostalgia of wanting to go back there, and especially having Grandma Ruby singing it while talking about how she lost the magic. Yep. Yeah, it's really peppy and upbeat sounding, but like...
1: But don't worry, they brought it back to her, so you're good.
0: But she's still still old and doesn't go to the Motown dimension anymore.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Or we assume, maybe another episode she hangs out there all the time.
1: That's true. We have only seen two episodes.
0: Speaking of two episodes, episode two.
1: Well, not quite.
0: <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> Season
1: I was, two, episode whatever it was. I was
0: trying to do a fun segue. Season two, episode 18, Christmas Every Day.
1: I have never heard this song before this episode, had you?
0: Uh, It's a Smokey Robbins and the Miracles song. and yes, I had. It's off the Christmas with the Miracles album.
1: I've never heard it. We should listen to it.
0: Not right now. We're recording a podcast, but later, (laughs) I think that'd be fine.
1: Fine. So this episode, um, the kids are in school and waiting for the clock to strike three so they can get out for Christmas break. And I love that the show just opens with they're just waiting and staring at the clock. And their teacher's at the front of the class just drawing a shark on the chalkboard. <laughs> this is, what, are we going to waste six minutes? I'll draw a shark. <laughs> uh-huh. All
0: right. You kids just, you can watch her sit quietly, but I'm just going to draw sharks on the board.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like I would do that as a teacher. So No, that, that's, that's being a good
0: it. teacher right there.
1: Uh, so Angie, who is one of Ben's friends, I forget the other kid's name. Did you catch it?
0: Ah, uh, yes, it is Mikey.
1: Mikey. So Angie and Mikey and Ben are all friends. It might be Mickey. Mickey. Okay. Um, they go to the Motown Dimension together. Yeah. Um, usually. So this episode, Angie is sad because she has to go spend Christmas with her dad, who I'm guessing is not nearby um
0: yeah because she talks about how they're gonna like go take a trip to visit her dad's side of the family
1: right she just she pack for it um so she's she's sad because she, she you know she's happy to go but she's sad because she's gonna miss motown christmas which she really enjoys and i liked the fact that ben and i'm gonna go with mickey mm-hmm. ben and mickey immediately say we need to help angie have the holiday spirit so she's not so sad anymore I like that.
0: Yeah, that's really sweet. That that's a good. They're good friends. Yeah, they, yeah, that's a good lesson to teach kids. Is like when your friend is sad, on the basketball court, you want to make her happy. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that Ben was not wearing a coat? There was snow on the ground, and he wasn't wearing a coat.
1: In Detroit, yeah, that's not a bad, uh, not a good thing.
0: Set a good example, Ben. Put but a he, coat. But he was
1: wasn't he wearing a hat and a scarf?
0: Yes, which is kind of weird to be wearing a hat and a scarf and no coat.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: I've never been to Detroit, so I don't know if it's some sort of like weird center of your body only coldness weather. <laughs> Maybe. So what's the first thing they, they, they're going to do? They're going to make her a cake.
1: Yeah, shaped like the town. So yes. apparently Ben's mom is a baker. We find out she has a bakery. So they run right over to the bakery and plan to bake something. Turns out terrible.
0: Yep. And... Well, the first time it turns out terrible. The second time I thought it actually looked pretty good.
1: Oh, is that the second attempt? Or at least the
0: second time they show the, the cake.
1: Okay. I, I was actually curious about this whole thing because... Angie seems completely unthrilled with everything they do for her, but she also seems annoyed by it, which is weird. At
0: first, I thought they were going to go in the direction because like, she shows up at the bakery to try and hang out with them, and they say, like, no, you can't be here. We're doing something special, and they close the door. So I thought they were going to go in the direction of like, all she wanted was to spend time with you guys, and you spent so much time trying to think of something to give her instead of just spending time with her. Right. I thought that's the direction they were going to go, but that's probably a bit older of a lesson than they're trying to teach in this show. So she just kind of like gets locked out of the bakery and is a bit of a sourpuss for the rest of the episode.
1: Yeah, basically they they keep showing up and trying to they you know they tried to fix up her skateboard by putting a rocket on the back, which all <laughs> crazy right.
0: Uncle Rod.
1: Yep. Um, and they dress, uh, Ben dresses up like Santa Claus and comes to her window and dresses up the cat as a reindeer, which is my favorite.
0: Yeah, it was pretty adorable. <laughs>
1: And uh, that doesn't work, obviously. it
0: does not work at all. She's like Um, so not into her friends trying to cheer her up.
1: Also, based on the previous episode that we watched, I would have assumed that there would have been like two Motown songs that would have played by now. And there was just nothing until like the very end.
0: Yeah, because I wish played through the entire first episode. It was constantly in the background. Or at
1: the very least, they were using the piano key or the opening piano bit as like background music. Yes. And they did have... uh, background piano music in this and i i didn't catch the song as much no nor did i but uh, no sorry i didn't catch the the song that they did use the christmas every day Mm -hmm. uh that much but the chords that they were using sounded almost like they were going to start christmas baby please come home by mariah carey and it was driving me insane because i just wanted the song to start
0: (laughs) (laughs) ben goes into the motown dimension just I, i guess so that he can go into the motown dimension there wasn't really much of a purpose for it.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe it was to get ideas of how to cheer Angie up.
0: And he gets in there and there's like eye, like eyeballs flying around and gigantic Christmas ornaments rolling and suddenly the robots have never heard of Christmas.
1: Yeah, even though they totally had last season. Yep. Because they were decorating for it. Which is, to your point, you're supposed to be able to watch this out of sequence, I assume.
0: Yeah, <laughs> And also, like, it didn't really matter that it was... They didn't know about... Like, why do that? They, yeah. They didn't gain anything. It didn't... Me, there was no interesting dialogue from him re-explaining what Christmas was. It's was just weird. Yeah. You were there last year. You, what happened to all of Grandma's gifts that were left behind? Did you finally open all of them?
1: Yep. Like, what, what happened? It just didn't even happen.
0: And then that's when they start singing Christmas every day, which is, if you listen to the lyrics, not an appropriate song in any of the contexts that they sing it. Because the robot starts singing it to Ben and singing, I wouldn't need a Christmas tree if you belonged to me. Which doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit the sentiment of the episode.
1: Yep, and that's they're they're singing that to Angie at the end too, which it's it's supposed to be about. But her Christmas, right?
0: I don't know if they were just out of Christmas songs to use, but there's also like a hundred Motown Christmas songs. So what are you doing? <laughs> like it was just, or they had this idea of. It doesn't even make sense with Christmas every day, because it's not about Christmas every day. It's doing Christmas a little early to accommodate a friend who us to travel.
1: But to work it all in, don't worry. They attempted to. At the very end, Ben gets to say that the best thing about having holiday spirit is that you can enjoy Christmas anytime, anywhere, with anyone. Which, to me, made me think, well, in the middle of March, if I just have a little Christmas spirit.
0: <laughs> no. Babe, No. Stop it! I'm that's a, put the that's tree a dangerous up. line of thinking. I'm gonna play
1: the music. And I'm gonna make some cookies. <laughs>
0: How confused would our son be if, in like the middle of June, he came down and you had redecorated the house for Christmas?
1: I think he would be excited.
0: I think he would. I think it would be the meanest thing you could possibly do.
1: It depends. Does he get presents? If he does, I don't think it would be mean. I think he'd enjoy it.
0: I don't know. I think. I think Christmas is the whole season. Like it'd be weird. If you could just have Christmas be for one day, like you go to bed on the 23rd then the tw- the 24th, everything's set up. All the decorations are there. You do the music, the TV, everything like that. And the 26th, it's all gone.
1: Yeah, it it is the whole season. It is not, however, March. <laughs> no. I am going no. to disagree with the half-assed way that they tried to work this song into the episode <laughs> and say that it, you can't. Have holiday spirit every day and experience Christmas anytime, anywhere with anyone.
0: I I don't. Look, You can do it a day or two early, which is effectively what they did in this show. They just brought a tree and some gifts for Angie and brought everything out into the middle of her front yard with uh, Ben's family. And then I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not one of those weirdos who gets mad about Starbucks coffee cups or people saying happy holidays because I'm not one of those weirdos. Say whatever the hell you want. However, they're there to allow Angie to celebrate Christmas. They're standing directly in front of a Christmas tree handing Angie Christmas presents before she leaves to go celebrate Christmas with her dad. And they say, happy holidays, Angie. It was just such a weird... Does it... Do they
1: say Christmas? I'd never... They said Christmas in the previous episode, but yes. did they say Christmas in this episode?
0: Yes, because she talks about how she wants... She says a couple times she wanted to have a Motown Christmas.
1: Ah, Okay. And yeah, uh, that that is strange. Like it's they say whatever you want.
0: It was just so weird for just in that one specific little scene.
1: Maybe her dad is Jewish.
0: No, because she's going to go spend Christmas oh. with her relatives.
1: Maybe. Oh, Han- maybe I, mean,
0: I guess that he could still be Jewish. And yeah, didn't. he
1: could still be Jewish, and Hanukkah could be overlapping with Christmas that year. So her Christmas would still be spent there. She'd just be participating in Hanukkah, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of canon potential here that, you know, that we could really <laughs> unravel. There's a lot of backstory. But yeah,
1: that, that is a, a weird word choice, I guess.
0: Yeah, it just, it was so openly about Christmas prior to that moment that you just do Happy Holidays in the middle was just like, what? what was that for? <laughs> Did you notice the snow? And how there wasn't snow, there were just piles of snow. like Around had, certain objects. Like it had fallen from the sky like scoops of mashed potatoes.
1: Yeah, I did notice that.
0: Like their yards were completely green with grass, except for a pile of snow at the corner or a pile of snow around a lamppost.
1: I also noticed that Angie, while she was sulking and waiting for the boys to finish their weird, you know, presents for her, um spent like three hours packing her suitcase mm-hmm. and then because they needed to punctuate the end of the show with something nice they had her dad pull up in a convertible again in Detroit.
0: Yep. With there's which, snow on the ground.
1: Yeah. Uh With so the top was down. Um She he pulls up and she jumps in and says like bye everybody and leaves and doesn't even take her suitcase. She spent three hours packing. <laughs> Did she not take her suitcase? No. It was still in her bedroom. <laughs> She left the room to come to see the Christmas tree that they put up and then got immediately into her dad's car and left.
0: Her dad is going to be so pissed in a couple hours when they make that realization, when they get to grandma's house in Mm -hmm. Saginaw or whatever.
1: What?
0: Isn't that a town in Michigan?
1: Oh. There's
0: a song about it and about a guy becoming a a gold miner.
1: I should go check out that. I think Sufjan Stevens did a Michigan album.
0: Did he? Was Was there a clever pun for the title?
1: No. I don't remember i'm pretty sure he has a song called michigan or something if you're
0: Sufjan stevens please contact us and let us know if you ever made that album
1: also i like you
0: but only if you're Sufjan stevens yeah otherwise she takes it back
1: no i i I like you too it's fine
0: what did you think of this show of motown magic
1: it was decent i think i i outlined all my beefs with it for the most part the 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 animation was a little weird Mm mm-hmm um, I felt like the robots, some of them were selected for their singing voice and not for their voice acting. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, their singing voices were all wonderful. But the, everyone the, had a great voice yeah, in the show. The music in the show was really good. And honestly, I, I could... It's Again, it's a kid's show, so I wouldn't ever choose this for myself over anything else that I could be watching, but I wouldn't be sad if our son decided he liked this show. No. Especially because, again, it would introduce him to all these songs that we like.
0: I was going to say, is this just a backdoor way of getting your kid into, like, is this like, was this oh, a show put together? Maybe we show
1: this to see. <laughs>
0: Because parents are like, I'm so fucking sick of listening to Storybots. What if we had a show that just introduced our kid to music that we already like?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm okay with that, I think.
0: Let's see. Does that... Oh, the Motown Magic soundtrack is on Spotify.
1: I can't imagine that anyone would get sick of Storybots more than they would get sick of Wheels on the Bus.
0: By the Countdown Kids?
1: Yeah. <laughs> or what's the dinosaur one that he likes now Oh
0: the dinosaurs T-rex are coming Ranch. by T-Rex Ranch That one actually that one gets stuck in my head a lot
1: uh, I'm sorry
0: That one and actually that that firefighting song from the Just Dance game Yeah that one gets stuck in my head a lot too That
1: one doesn't even have lyrics
0: No but it just gets stuck in my head You,
1: you know what's Yeah yeah It's a
0: bit of an a bit of an earworm We need to find more shows that introduce Sam to music that we already Are there any shows Did you that... look
1: up that Beat bugs show? No I didn't I think it has Beatles music in it, if I remember correctly. So th-
0: this is what it is. It's just it's just adults finding ways to get their kids to like secretly like the things that the adults already want to listen to.
1: Yeah, it's kind of infuriating. I have to admit, being someone who's very into music and having a son who actually likes some pretty good music, he you know he's been interested in some, you know, Blue Oyster Cult and Ozzy Osborne and Jethro Tull and, <laughs> and um, Talking Heads and...
0: It may anything he can dance around the room to. Really. Yeah.
1: So like, a, a, you know, individual songs for the most part, but a, a good variety of popular music that we like. And then you ask him what his favorite song is and it's still fucking Wheels on the Bus. <laughs> <laughs> dude you've listened to so much more and so much better why is it wheels on the bus is it just because it has a car in it that's probably it's it. probably
0: it it's because it's, it's just because it has a car I And mean, uh, those were all of his favorite Storybot songs They're but i showed him cars. drive my
1: car by the beatles he didn't want that
0: yeah but that's like kind of about a car like i've tried to show sam songs that involve or reference like other monstrous things and creatures but like godzilla by blue oyster cult is about godzilla like it's it's objectively about Godzilla.
1: He likes that one, but he yeah. won't list it as his favorite for some reason.
0: No. No. I mean, it's definitely one of the ones he's played the most because it shows up on my Spotify end-of-the-year countdown every year for the
1: past <laughs> two years. But
0: this is what we just need to we need to start pitching shows to Netflix about music that we already like. Is there a way that I can like sell Netflix and the idea of a bunch of kids learning lessons lessons to Steely Dan? Some sort or maybe like some sort that. of heavy metal. Kids,
1: I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I think the problem you'll run into is licensing. And now that I'm thinking about
0: it, the last thing I ever want to hear in my life is "Kids Bop Steely Dan."
1: Hey, Kids Bop has gotten a thousand times better than the last time we checked it out, as we figured out the other day.
0: Oh, there's that, there's nothing wrong with Kids Bop. It's just like it's one of those things that. I feel like it becomes really weird when it's sung by children instead of like yeah. weird looking, depressed middle aged men.
1: What was happening when you just randomly decided to put on the kids' bop version of something?
0: Uh, oh, we were just playing board games and I oh. and I decided to put on the kids' bop. I think Christmas. I just said kids' bop Christmas or something yeah. like that. Just see how long it would take you to figure out that it was kids' bop. And it, it was within long. about 30 seconds yeah. of the first song. <laughs> the, It's not like a, uh, you know, one of those switched your coffee for instant coffee, see if you notice things. It was very clearly not Mariah Carey. Yeah. Maybe that was the problem. It was like, it was. It was a
1: very recognizable song. Yeah. If it hadn't been the Mariah Carey one, I might've not noticed it as quickly.
0: And I think, you know what you, I think at first you thought it was the version from Love Actually.
1: Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. That
0: girl could sing pretty well.
1: She could. She does. Probably. Probably.
0: So I guess, would you recommend this show to other other yeah, parents? Yeah, it's
1: it's not bad. I I don't feel like I suffered at any point through it. Um, it's it's still a kids' show. Can't escape that. Yeah, but <laughs> it was so. fine. It, worth it for the music. I'd say you get it. You get a chance to listen to music that you like while your kid watches a stupid plot.
0: <laughs> yeah. So maybe we should introduce this to the, to the yeah. little guy and see how he does.
1: Yeah. If you like. Motown or have any kids shows that you can recommend to us that have good music in them or just want to say hey you can reach out to us on Twitter at STIC podcast on Instagram at screen time is canceled or our email address is screen time is canceled at gmail.com canceled with two L's
0: and if you haven't given us a five-star rating on iTunes or the podcast reviewing site of your choice why not? just take a moment and reflect on that. And you know we've asked very politely in a number of different <laughs> straightforward and also amusing ways, I think. And it's just really rude that you haven't done that.
1: Is iTunes the only one that does reviews? I feel like I should know this and I'm a little embarrassed to be I, asking. I have honestly asking, no like...
0: idea. My podcast app stopped getting updates in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I don't think mine has ratings. Yeah. So maybe Stitcher. I honestly don't know yet.
0: Yeah. If you want to, leave us some information about how that works in your five-star review Tell on us iTunes. Tell how reviews work. Yeah, please. <laughs> and if you want to help me, if you're like a Netflix exec and want to help me get Showbiz Kids, the Steely Dan Kids show up and running, like contact me as well. Mm-hmm. That'd be great.
1: Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Screen Time is Canceled is written and produced by your hosts, Andrew and Alan. Our theme music is Winner, Winner by Kevin McCloud. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you.